This is the Car Religion Podcast. This is a show where we share our passion and perspective for cars. New and old. Fast and slow. Affordable and expensive alike. I'm your show host, George. And I'm your other show host, Andrew. Let's Let's get get started. started. All right, so today our episode's going to be about Corvettes. Uh, George, can you tell me a little bit about the Corvette? That's a, that's a brief question, but... <laughs> <laughs> Lots of history. Sure. So, so far, there have been um, seven Corvette, seven generations of Corvettes. Yeah, tell me about the first one. The first one was originated in 1953. Um, it was essentially the first American sports car. That's right. That's right. The sports car before then was a very European concept. Uh, we, we didn't have any sports cars coming out of America at that time. It was all about taking your family places and bringing stuff and, you know, maybe having a big engine, but not necessarily a, a sporty package overall. So uh, Chevrolet came uh, around and I don't know, I, I'd say their car was pretty, uh, pretty good looking, but apparently kind of lacked on the performance uh standpoints yeah you know the engine lacked a little bit um and they were hoping that this car would bring people into dealerships but uh um with the inline six it just it just didn't cut the mustard uh eventually they threw a v8 into it and then that's when people actually started buying this corvette Uh, if you don't know what it looks like it's it's gorgeous uh it's got a like a dual tone color uh exterior uh, white wall tires. It looked really good. I think it was only convertible tops, but you could get a hard top that was removable, um, stuff like that. And it became, you know, the quintessential American sports car because America had never made anything like it before, right? Um, and then for the second generation, the C2, they name all of their generations with C, probably for Corvette. Uh, And then the number afterwards, every generation. So the C1 was that first Corvette, and then the C2 came along, and that was was a real sports car. George, what do you think of the C2? I think the C2 is probably the one to go. It's the most, you know, in terms of, like, styling even, right? It's it's beautiful. Like, it's just a better version of the C1, right? It's uh, it's timeless, the way it looks. If you see one driving on the road, right, it's... You know, it will turn heads either way, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, old school. It was a great era, nineteen sixty-three to sixty-seven. A lot of great cars came came along then as well, right? So yeah, I and think, it yeah. had like that sloping rear roof yeah. line with the big glass window in the back. It had flip-up headlights, just the right amount of chrome on it. Uh, personally, if I was to buy a vintage Corvette. It would be that second generation, no doubt in my mind. If I could afford a C2 Corvette, uh, they're they're actually decently valuable, uh, if I remember correctly. But if I had the money, I I would buy one of those. They're they're classic, but they're so gorgeous. They're so beautiful, and the that styling will be beautiful forever. They are so timeless as well. Yeah, and when you when you think about it, for the C2, it's like. That's when uh, they really they were serious about performance on uh, with with the Corvettes, right? Because uh, they they put a big block engine in there, which is uh, a three hundred three hundred ninety six uh, cubic inch. 
mm. engine. So 6.5 liter V8. <laughs> That's serious. Yeah, with 425 horsepower in wow. 1965. Yeah, 65. Yeah. You know, you think about that. 65, you've got 425 horsepower. And then this car could actually handle, too. They learned a lot from that first C1 Corvette. And uh, this car could handle. This was a real sports car that could, uh, you know, compete with the Germans and and uh, other European car manufacturers, right? And that that's a big deal. Um, the Americans have come a long way since then, but you could say that it started with that car. Yeah. And then um, after a while, I can't remember exactly what year it was. It was probably early 70s. 1968. 68? Yeah, that's when they introduced. The C3? Yeah. The third generation Corvette. Now, if you imagine the third generation Corvette, it's pretty much just like if you took a C2 and updated it to look just a little bit more modern on the outside, it was probably about the same on the inside. And um, it's a yeah, great, not a whole it, lot changed. You know what? It's it a good looking a car. Modern. Not as good as the C2. No. But it's a good looking car. It is a so, good looking car. And they, they were, it was in production from 1968 all the way till 1982. Yeah, and so in '68, this was uh, this was a great car. It uh, it had the looks, it had the guns, it had everything going for it. But it was around for a long time, and a lot changed in that time. You know, we had gas crisis and um, and uh, fuel economy and emissions regulations were tightening. And uh, pretty much what Chevrolet was doing with that car as time went on and uh, emissions regulations were getting tighter and tighter, Chevrolet would be just like, okay, well, to meet the next one, we're just going to take this engine and uh, make a little bit less power, you know, tune it down a little, essentially, and uh, meet the emissions regulations. But by the time that car ended its run, it made like 175 horsepower or something like that. So by the time the C3 was uh, at the end of its life cycle, it was much worse than when it started, which is, you know, the opposite of typically what happens to cars nowadays. But uh, they essentially neutered the car uh, as time went on just just to be able to meet those emissions regulations and fuel economy standards, right? So the C3 kind of, it was a gorgeous car and it was nice, it was good to drive, but by the time it was uh, it was closing out its life, it it was not a good car anymore. Now jumping into that topic with the C3 performance, so it started off with with the ZL1 engine in the 1969. Yeah. So it literally produced 560 horsepower. At one That's point. amazing. That is amazing. In 1969, and then in 1978, like you said, neutered it to 170. Like, yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And George is over here fact-checking me and, like, I, you know, I, we can't make this up. They went yeah. from 500 horsepower to under 200 horsepower right. over the lifespan of this vehicle. Right? You're supposed to make more horsepower as time goes on, right? But this was the opposite. And that's kind of crazy to think about. So if any of you guys out there are looking to buy a C3 third-generation Corvette, and they are gorgeous, I, I would not have a problem owning one, but... You gotta buy an earlier one. Do not mm. buy a later model year one because you don't want a Honda Civic. No, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, that's that's a tuned Honda yeah. Civic. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's not enough power in a Corvette. Yeah. So, um, 
it, that that's kind of the C3. Unfortunately, was not very good by the time it went away, but it doesn't get enough credit for what it could do at the beginning of its lifespan. And then we get to the C4 Corvette, which for the C4, the fourth generation, Chevrolet just threw everything out the window and decided to go back to the drawing board. They wanted to make the most modern and efficient and, uh, you know, technologically advanced sports car uh, in America. And so what you got was a, an updated, modern-looking, um, and uh, really sort of feature-rich car for the time. I mean, it had a digital dashboard, right? Which today, you know, you get those on fancy cars, right? You've got screens behind your steering wheel that tell you what your, your speed and stuff is. But they had sort of a very primitive LCD version of a digital dashboard on this, uh, on this C4 Corvette. And the only problem with them was that sometimes they didn't work. They were a little unreliable. But, you know, back in the 80s, that was that was cool. Those were so cool. Uh, and they, you know, they had these cool flip-up headlights that went, like, backwards to flip up. Those were kind of weird. But, um, yeah, they also updated the engines. I believe that's when the Corvette got direct injection. I might be wrong. Um, but right, they were, yeah. yeah, they were, you know, sort of fully modern cars, whereas... That C3 Corvette had been around for so long that people just thought of the Corvette as like an old man's ancient car. You know, nobody actually really wanted them. But here you are with the C4 that's fully modern, got some cool tech in it, and is actually, you know, performs pretty well uh, and, and can compete with the latest and greatest from everyone else. So uh, the C4 was kind of a big, huge step for the Corvette. Uh, George actually wants one. <laughs> Not the C4. No, no, you don't want a C4? They're cheap. Only the ZR1. Oh, the ZR1. That was a that was a that's a quick car. Yeah. yeah. ZR1. What was that? Like 600 horsepower? No, it wasn't that much. Like 550? Um, let me fact check this in a second. So Actually, so here's here's the stats. It's um, it can't be three hundred horsepower. Can it? No. Three hundred horsepower is the standard V eight that was yeah. in nineteen ninety one. So they they did kick the horsepower by fifty since nineteen from um, from the earlier models. Uh, so there was a there was an increase in horsepower on, in the C four from the yeah. beginning. It was like two fifty in the beginning when it launched. Yeah. And uh, by 1991, it had 300 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they started doing, you know, things like uh, the OBD2 conversion and, you wow. know, going into that, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the LT4 engine, which is, this is the Grand Sport in 1996. So this is the last generation okay. of the car. It came with a high-performance LT4 V8 engine producing 330. Okay. Uh, and 340 torque. So, nice. Um, yeah, it's it's all right. The ZR1 was fast. Um, I'll follow up with data um, later in the podcast. <laughs> but welcome. Um, but no, mind you, the, the C4 is still a great, great car, even in today's standards, right? Yes, it's, yes. It's not going to win any races no. with modern cars, but it's going to be a great car to drive and, and very sporty and... 
you know, some of the, the styling and the elements now, like the digital dashboard to us is just going to look cheesy, but, uh, you know, it, it's a great car still. Um, especially if you're looking for cheap V8 power and something that actually handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, something that actually handles with V8 power, uh, you know, we move on to the C5, the fifth generation Corvette, which is probably, um, you know, not counting the C2. If I was to buy a, you know, modern Corvette, I would buy a C5. I think C5 Corvettes are very nice to look at, and they are very serious uh, when it comes to performance. They had great engines, and the Z06 version was killer. You know, basically, if you look at those on the market now, you're not going faster yeah. for that price. You're not going to find a car for that money that you're going to go faster in. Sim- simply put, that Z06 C5 Corvette is is still a very fast car even by today's standards. Um, and not even that expensive to get into. If you can deal with the uh, the interior and stuff, you're... Uh, you're going to go real good, and you're going to have uh, lots of fun in a C5 Corvette. Yeah, no, so the C5, so the difference between the C5 and C5 actually kind of looks similar, right? In a way, the pop-up headlights and, yeah. you know, the, the four tail light, the four bulb tail lights and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's it's really totally different from yeah. from the C4. This not, we're really talking about a sports car at this point, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you when you think of C4, it's more it's still more of that muscle car gene, right? It's yeah. sporty, but it's not, you know, you you wouldn't really take it to to the track, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the the C5, any of the C5s, you can take it to the track and it's got near 50/50 weight distribution for an American sports car in the That's- 90s. Very That's good. That's pretty unreal, right? Yeah. And, you know, they're using, you know, a real suspension system, right? <laughs> Compared to, you know, the leaf spring and from yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, it's it's saying here that it's four times more ri- rigid than the C4 Corvette. Yeah. That's, that's serious right there. You know, Chevrolet, I guess they decided that they really wanted to beat, uh, you know, 911s and... And other sports cars on the track, and you know, <coughs> looks like they they made a valiant effort with the C5 for sure. Um, you know, it's like they took the C4 and they just smoothed out all of the lines. I personally think it looks way better. Yeah, way better than the C4. And now it's also like um, this is like the real LS engine, and this is the modern V8, right? Like the yeah. crate engine. This is, you know, what people put in their hot rods, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's, a, it's a good engine. It's It came with, you know, 345 horsepower out of, from a base coupe, yep. right? And it's actually, the based version of C5 is the lightest Corvette from C4 to C6 even. It's wow. lighter than any of the C6s. Wow. Yeah, so... So Can't good bones for, for sure. A lot of these, a lot of people take these <coughs> cars, and they make uh, they make track monsters out of them, right? They take these cars, which have a really good engine and sort of a really good kind of skeleton, and just make them into track beasts. And they roast people on the racetrack with these things because there's a lot of potential there, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would love to have a C5 Corvette. I'm not going to lie, Andrew. Like, if the right deal comes along, I think that's going to be my next car. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know what? Growing up, never was a big Corvette person. I, I, you know, like, I always thought it was a lazy boat. You know, that's a big, heavy, loud, noisy boat. But yeah. the C5 really isn't. It's a real sports car, and it's very competitive on a track. Yeah. And here in Canada, you can pick... Uh, you know, a base coupe up for around twenty grand Canadian. Yeah, and you're looking at high twenties, low thirties on for a low mileage, good looking Z06. Oh, the Z06. Yeah, mm. you'll you'll embarrass nice cars on the road with a Z06. And you know what? It, it's 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 a timeless design too, right? When you see one on there, I think it really resembles the '90s um, Japanese cars. Like, yeah. it kind of looks like an NSX. It's obviously not. You can obviously see the differences, but yeah. it's, you know, similar, sh- similar shape. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, they made... Um, this one would be more expensive and more rare, but uh, there's... Um, you know, they had the coupe, they had the convertible model, and then they had... Oh, and I can't remember what it's called. A T-top? No, no, no. It's basically the... It's kind of like a fastback. Maybe it was a fastback. It's basically a fastback version. Oh, yeah? And it had a big glass back that mm. went pretty much all the way right. to the end but of the But the top trunk. came up. Yeah, I think that... Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rather the than the coupe one. where it just, it just ended. And I don't think that looks great. But with this fastback mm. window design, oh, my goodness. It's actually such a good-looking car. Yeah. In my opinion. I yeah. love that. Now, that version is more expensive, I believe, but... I, I would pay the extra money to just, just have that sloping roof line. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So after the C5, that leads us to the C6. Now, the, the C6 is not a all-new Corvette. It's actually no. based on that very capable C5 platform. Yeah, but, and it looks as if you took a C5 and you took out the pop-up headlights yeah. and put in regular headlights color matching ones like the old for from the 2000s ferraris though yeah, yeah. they're color matching yeah. which i'm not a fan of but some I, people I, like that look. i like it yeah i think i like it <laughs> yeah um but here's the good thing the good news is that essentially they put you know the c5 z06 engine in a based c uh c6 not quite but uh you know coming uh out of the box you get a lot more power Compared, yeah. you know, compared to compared to the uh, the base C five, more power. The way it delivers the power is more exciting yeah. and more usable, and it's high strung. It revs higher, probably revs quicker. Like the characteristics that you know, it's not even just necessarily that it makes more power, but yeah. it's the way it delivers that power. <clears throat> you know, it's it's really nice to have, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that that's. A really big selling point of the C6. Yeah, and 400 horsepower from from the factory is, is a pretty good. That's uh, very good. Pretty competitive, I yeah, think, uh, yeah. especially in 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 the time in the time era, right? When the Mustang only had 300 horsepower from the from the factory. That's right. With that beautiful sounding 4.6. That's V8. right. <laughs> yeah, you know we we're, we're uh, we forget in our day and age, right? We live in the in the days when the base Corvette makes. 460 horsepower right which is pretty like that's a lot that's a lot of power you know yeah and just a few years ago you know corvettes were making 350 horsepower from the factory right so that's uh we've made 
big steps towards uh, performance just in base vehicles. And, you know, you've got to remember that, yeah, you know, cars are getting bigger and heavier, but we've gotten really good at getting a lot of power out of our uh, out of our car engines nowadays. And so, yeah, like you've got base Corvettes that have more than the top dog Corvette had, you know, only 15, 20 years ago. And that's that's pretty cool. I I do really you know sometimes I look back and look at these cars that didn't make all that much power and people complain about you know certain cars not having enough power these days yeah. and it's like yeah but you know how did people survive long ago when the best cars only had three hundred horsepower right. right you know Ferraris were three hundred horsepower cars not yeah. seven hundred horsepower cars yeah. and so it's it's kind of crazy to remember that with. Uh, with some of these Corvettes as you move along the generations, but yeah, the C6 that was that was a very powerful car, and 400 horsepower back uh, in those days was was a lot. I don't know how many of its competitors actually made anything close to that. Now, if you were uh, now you're looking at Civics, they they're making 300 horsepower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's well, Type R great car, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So with the C6 though, they did make some cool variation, just as the C5. They did bring back the Z06 uh, as a 2006 model year. Yeah. Right? But now it gave, uh, Chevy gave the car a 7 liter uh, small block engine. Oh. Right? So uh, it's, that gives you 505 horsepower. Oh, man. You're looking at uh, 0 to 100 in 3.7 seconds. And so th- the really cool thing about the Z06, though, this time, is not just because it comes with a big engine. The chassis is actually a full aluminum, although it mirrored what the C5 and C6 architecture looked like. Yeah, it was all aluminum, so right. it you know it dropped the weight from uh, as far as the chassis goes from four nineteen to two eighty seven pounds, right? Ooh. While improving the stiffness. Wow. Of the chassis. Yeah, that's a huge difference, and that's a big move from an American automaker. Not mm-hmm. aluminum chassis in two thousand eight. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I did not know that. That's that's an advancement for sure. Yeah. And, you know, as time goes, like like all the cars, uh, they improved their engines in 2006. They, you know, it's just a more, it's just higher performing engine. Still an LS, but from an LS2 to an LS3. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Can no you tell me engines. about the ZR1? Like, what is that? Like, I, I know we talked about it in C4, but... Yeah, the ZR1 was like... You know, Chevrolet just going, okay, let's just make the craziest car we possibly can, right? And so they made this, uh, they made their 6.2 small block and then supercharged it. They (laughs) they decided, hey, you know what? We're going to strap a big honking supercharger to this thing and see what it does. And uh, wow, it made made over 600 horsepower. It's like 640 horsepower or something like that. And... uh, 640 horsepower, you know, in a Corvette. That thing went over 200 miles an hour. This that's that's supercar territory, right? And this was this was a few years ago. This was 10 years ago. And it was going 200 miles an hour. That was a Corvette. That's insanity. I remember I had uh it's like the 2009 Consumer Reports book or something like that. With all the different car models and all of their power specs and the engines they come with and everything. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to find the most powerful car in this book. 
I wonder what it is. And this book had everything. It had Ferraris, Lamborghinis, you name it. And the most powerful car I found in that book was the Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. <laughs> I was astonished. And I, you know, I wasn't even that old. I was just loving reading through this book and figuring out all the different models of each car maker, what they cost, how much power they make, what engines they have. I thought it was really cool, but I just remember being astonished that a Chevrolet Corvette made the most power of all these cars in this magazine. Like I I just I was shook. It you know, it it changed my perspective. <laughs> it, it definitely is one of the, you know, the still the most one of the most rare Corvettes out there, right? And yeah. you know, in Canada here, it's double the regular C6 price. You're looking at 70, 70,000, 75,000 for, for like for you to get out, get your hands on one of those, right? Yeah, and how many other cars are going to have more horsepower than that yeah. on the road today? That's yeah. what a brand new, brand new yeah. Ford GT. Yeah. That's how much power that has. Yeah. And that's a what 300k? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking yeah, at more than that. 450. Yeah. 450 yeah, that's yeah. insane right like yeah. a ford gt makes the same power now as a zr1 corvette did 10 years ago that's crazy yeah for sure and you know the one thing i love about corvette is that they kind of carry on with their heritage right and uh they kind of brought back the grand sport concept yeah in, when, when they had a c6 so like i said remember how we said the all aluminum body for the z06 they essentially used a regular non-aluminum body but it threw a z06 engine in it and a wider body wider tire wider chassis so it's kind of it, it's a cool concept i think it's kind of a poor man's z06 right yeah and you know what i actually i like the way chevrolet has started doing these grand sport concepts where they they'll make their base corvette and then they make their super corvette and then they just take the best parts of both and put them together and say, hey, you know what? Not everyone's going to need a crazy Z06. So how about we make one that's halfway in between the base and the Z06. And honestly, you don't need any more car than um, than that, right? You, you don't need anything else. Um, I actually especially like the way they do the C7 Grand Sport. And so we'll move on to the C7. Mm-hmm that they started calling the uh, the Stingray again, which is back from the C2, C2 yeah. right? So nowadays, Corvettes, they've been around for so long that they've got so much heritage, so many names and numbers associated with them, and uh, all these different versions. And Chevrolet's, yeah, trying to bring back, you know, the names like Grand Sport, Z06, ZR1, uh, Stingray, all these names that mean things about, you know, previous Corvettes that were either racing or they were special edition models or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so the C7 Corvette, they came out with 2014, I believe yeah. it came out, yeah. model year. Yeah. Um, and it actually, uh, it blew a lot of people's minds because uh, for the longest time, the Corvette was known as the car, you know, now with the C5 and the C6, people knew the Corvette as... Well, okay, so it performs well, and it's fast, and it'll keep up with things, and it's got good value, but, you know, it's not the kind of car you really want to sit in or be seen in. You know, it's it's kind of a, a cheap way to get some good performance. But, uh, you know, the C7 came out, and uh, 
a lot of people came to the realization that, wow, you know, this car is actually nice inside. And it's got some technology in it, right? It was kind of almost like the C4 where they put a whole bunch of technology in it. Um, but they also made a nice interior with the C7. And they gave it really sophisticated handling, um, you know, compared to previous generations. And they put this new engine in it that makes 455 horsepower, right? Like, uh, they, they did a really good job with the C7. And it blew a lot of people's minds when it first came out in 2014. Uh, and then they, you know, they made fast versions as they normally do. We got a Z06, which had some issues uh, with its engine and cooling and stuff. But that made something like 605 horsepower or something like that. Something crazy. Right? You, oh, no, sorry. 650. <laughs> I had the five in the wrong spot. 650 horsepower, 650 pound-feet of torque. That thing was a monster, but it couldn't cool itself down. So some people had trouble with that. Uh, and then they made the Grand Sport, which they basically took all of the chassis, suspension, um, wheel, tire, aero upgrades from the Z06 and just put the standard engine in it, which I think is amazing, right? Because who, who needs more than 450 horsepower? Nobody does. Nobody needs more than 450, 460 horsepower. And that was a great engine too, right? They, Chevy really did some advanced, you know, uh, improvements to the engines. So things like, you know, direct injection, variable valve timing, and like active fuel management. Still a push rod though. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, still a, a bit yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah that, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. We got a seven-speed manual, right? That's, yeah. That's yeah. something. That was cool. Um, and so then they came out recently, only like last year. <coughs> Excuse they me. gave us a, uh, a ZR1 version of that. Mm. 755 horsepower. <laughs> right? They just... The, the Z06, to make that, they took their engine, they shoved a big old supercharger on it. I don't even know how they squeezed another 100 horsepower out of this engine for the ZR1, but they did. And then the ZR1 actually has a lot of really serious aero uh, kit on it, and... Uh, that car is apparently very fast. I mean, I remember seeing it at the auto show this past uh, this past season, and the tires are so thick and so big just to handle all of that grunt. It's insane how overbuilt this car is just to handle what that engine puts out. Uh, and, I mean, I'm not really sure who would even buy that car because that's insane you got to buy that car if you just want something to go to the track and roast everybody else in because man but now that's like it's an expensive corvette too so i'm actually i'd be curious to see how much that new zr1 actually sells you know I, I don't think anybody's gonna buy that corvette just to be able to say hey look i have the most powerful corvette because that's you know people will just supercharge those things themselves but that zr1 is a serious track machine um, kind of like when you make a, uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Viper track attack, you know, yeah. the, all those fast Vipers is the same kind of thing. You just got to be really into that crazy extreme performance, you know, to buy those cars because you wouldn't want to drive those around every day. Those are insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but the C7 is a very good car getting a little bit old now, but, uh, that's where the C8 is going to come in. What's that, Andrew? Oh, well, the C8. Now, we're going to give a, another bit of a history lesson here, but 
ever since the Corvette's been around, there have been people who wanted to make it into a mid-engined mm. sports car. And we won't get into why mid-engine cars are are desirable or, or why it's good for sports cars. But, you know, essentially a lot of exotic cars and, and the fastest, um, you know, sports cars... They have their engine placed in the middle of the car for better weight distribution and, and chassis balance and and rotation when they're turning and things like that. Um, but it it does you know complicate things. You have to build this car a specific way so that you can still fit passengers in it and have the engine behind them. And then you know you also have to fit wheels and suspension and there has to be a, you know a trunk in there because Corvettes need to still be usable cars. So. For pretty much every Corvette generation, there have been rumors and certain people and even engineers at the company who want to create a mid-engine Corvette. And uh, it's never become a thing until now. Uh, We actually have confirmation that the 8th generation Corvette is going to be mid-engine. And uh, that was confirmed by uh, Chevy's, uh, or sorry, GM CEO Mary Baugh was uh, she said that it's going to be unveiled in July, July 18th or something like that. Uh, we're going to see a mid-engine Corvette. We've seen spy photos of them testing in cold weather, hot weather, you know, on the road, but they're all covered up. You can't tell exactly what it's going to look like. People have been making renders for ages of what they think it might look like, but we are finally going to get a mid-engine Corvette. And um, that actually makes me kind of sad. I'm not sure what you think about that, George, but that makes me sad. Um, you know, to me, the Corvette is, is uh, you know, a proper front-engine, rear-wheel drive uh, American sports car. It's got a lot of power, um, you know, you, but you can, all, you can get it in a manual, right? This mid-engine car, there are rumors that it's only going to be a dual-clutch automatic, which, I mean... Yeah, they want to compete with the Europeans, but we're basically talking about, you know, a Corvette that's going to cost like a hundred grand and it's going to be automatic only with the engine in the middle, probably make a lot of power, but that's not a Corvette anymore. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not a, like a fun, gruff back to basic sports car anymore. That's, you know, it's trying to compete with the exotics and, and I don't, I don't think that's what makes a Corvette so good. I, I think... You know, I, I think it's really too bad that they they won't stick to their roots. And maybe, you know, the C7 is a good enough car that I, I would just pick up a C7 and call it a day. But, yeah, the C8 is going to be a huge departure from what the Corvette is and always has been. And it's going to be mid-engine, which will be interesting to see. But it's going to lose so many of the characteristics that I think are just quintessential for making a Corvette. Well, you know, one of the things is tracking back your roots is that, like, people have been asking for a mid-engine. Well, a lot of, you know, um, owners are asking for a mid-engine Corvette, right? And maybe it's a good thing for some people that this is, like, the manual, the transmission part, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Just like the new Supra, right? Uh, People are upset that there's not a manual transmission option for it. And um, so I think it's just drawing that fine line on how far you want to take it, right? As far as GM's perspective goes, like, I think it's one thing to compete with the exotics, 
but I think you should keep a lower end model just like you did before you've been yeah. doing for the last you know 30 40 years I think you should do that and um giving people like it's just like the 911 right like the european that's a great example cuz you know 100,000 is doable for a lot of people like car enthusiasts and they have cars up to 300,000 right and 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 more and i guess 600 so but like um I think the point I'm trying to make here is just like having that um, don't get carried away with just chasing performance. Uh, we have a lot of cars like that, but more uh, of making a driver's car, um, making a car to have a soul, right? Yeah. And um, making a car that people will like. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the C8 is going to be. It looks beautiful, the line from even from the spy photos. So Yeah, that's true. We'll see. We'll see how it drives. So yeah, but and like you were saying, price is a huge mm. part of it because value has always been a strong point for these Corvettes, right? You buy them, and you know that you're gonna get a really good deal just because of what they can do for the money you're paying, right? And now we're talking about this mid-engine Corvette that's got all this fancy stuff in it, and you know if it costs over a hundred grand, like. I don't know how many people are going to pay that for a Corvette. And, it, you know, it, it might be worth $100,000. But would you pay $100,000 for a Corvette? You know, like, that to me, that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I think we still, um, we need a Corvette that is mid-engine, but, you know, is, is still attainable, right? And, and that can be done. There are mid-engine cars that cost you know, $50,000. And, you know, way back you had the Pontiac Fiero and the Toyota MR2, right? And those were very affordable mid-engine cars. And perhaps if you made a mid-engine Corvette that was affordable, you know, in any kind of sense, you know, maybe competed with the new Supra, for example, that, uh, that would be something to see. But, you know, think about it like the, the Nissan GTR, when those things were like $80,000 and they beat cars in performance that were, you know, another $50,000 more expensive. They were beating Ferraris and Lamborghinis mm -hmm. and stuff like that. People cared. People wanted a mm. GTR. They loved those things and they everyone wanted to buy a GTR. You know what? They they weren't the best in every respect, right? They were a little bit rough. The The interior wasn't the best. You know, they were lacking some mm. features. But those things were fast, and they mm. were beating cars twice their price. Now, the GTR is what? Like, what's the starting price for a GTR? 105000 like, Yeah, like at least hundred grand, yeah. right? They've gone way up in price. Now, you know, they make a little bit more power every year and stuff, and the interior's gotten better. But now they're just another hundred thousand dollar exotic car that it, now i just i'd rather buy a porsche you know like it, <laughs> it right it, once you reach that price point it's kind of like okay well you lose the competitive advantage mm. of being cheaper yep. while still delivering performance even if you're a better car like even if the gtr is worth more money now it's still you know that price point that people don't want a gtr so much anymore mm -hmm. and i just really hope that it doesn't end up like oh well i don't want a corvette anymore because you know with that money i could just buy a 911 
Because before it was like, well, you know, you'd be silly to buy a 911 because you can get the same performance in mm-hmm. a Corvette. Mm-hmm. For now 20 it's grand like, cheaper, yeah. Now it's like you'd be silly to buy a Corvette because you can get a Porsche for the same money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm interested to see how it goes. And I think it'll be a great car, but I think it's just a little bit sad that it might actually not do so well. Or, you know, it might just get lost in the sea of exotic cars that are expensive and stuff like that so you know what uh if they put a manual in it that's different because a manual transmission mid-engine car mm-hmm. now that's something that's cool that you you know you got to look hard for the uh, 600 horsepower yeah, yeah that's that's really cool you yeah. know and that would be a selling point for sure but uh, uh especially actually because americans they buy manual transmissions uh you know depending on the the brand and i think people would buy manual transmission corvettes but uh you know, BMW will, always says that the reason that they still have manual transmissions in certain cars is because they sell really well in the States, relatively. Mm. Really well is still not that well, but relatively, a lot of people in the United States and in North America in general, they buy uh, manual sports cars. So, yeah. in, a, in like a marketing perspective, right? You're looking at, you know, Corvette trying to move up market. That's what yep. it is, right? And yep. The, I don't know if that's it's the right time for Chevy to move on up market like that, just because you know even with the other brands that they have like Cat like they're kind of struggling, right with yeah. their new cars and and we'll we'll see what the strategic move is for them and maybe the Corvette will be a you know life savior for GM and moving that for that performance and up market image, right? But we'll see where things go. And then when is this supposed to come out, Andrew? Like. Oh, I don't know when it comes out. All I know is that in July of this year, we're going to see it. Mm. They're going to show it to us. And we might not actually know exactly when it's coming out. I think they said 2020 model year. Maybe that's... No, it would be a 2021, wouldn't it? Yeah. By now. Yeah, it would be 2021 for sure. Yeah. But uh, we should expect it to see something in the next rounds of auto shows, right? Yes. Like I mean, in year. July, in July, they are telling it, they are showing us the car. What it looks like. What it's gonna be when they sell it. Well, that's it's coming, coming out. That's in coming July. up. So yeah. we gotta we gotta follow exciting. up with that with that episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean. I guess we we talked a lot about Corvettes, which uh, we don't normally do. Right. Corvettes kind of a, a bit different for us, but we thought we'd yeah. try it. And uh, <laughs> Corvettes are an interesting car, especially yeah. you know any car that's been around for over fifty years. Uh, you know they they're they're interesting. They have a lot of history yeah. and a lot of ups and downs. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of interesting to learn about and, and talk about. So yeah. you know I guess we squeezed as much of it as we could in in forty minutes, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was really good, and I I'm I am excited. Yeah. I'm not a Corvette fan, but I am excited to see what Chevrolet yeah. does with this uh, this mid-engine car. And yeah, that was fun, and you know, let us know um, what cars you want us to talk about, and we're happy to all the time. Right? Yeah, we'd love yeah. to do uh, more episodes just like this about a yeah. single car model yeah. that's been around for. This a is while. fun. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a few of them too. Uh, yeah. You know, we learn when we yeah. do these things exactly. too. So. Uh, you know, we, we love it. We we just want to talk about cars. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions, just uh, let us know. Um, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Always happy to uh, new suggestion. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And um, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time.